The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Welcome back to the program one more time. Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network. On the line with me, I had him here on the show about a month ago. It's Alex McFarland. He is a speaker. He is referred to by a lot of uh, the media, like Fox News, as an expert in culture and religion. Welcome back to my show. Well, thank you, Mike. And I'm also a big fan, and I appreciate what you do. And uh, just count it a privilege to have a few moments with you. And, and thank you so much for your friendship to me. But most of all, thank you for what you do for God's kingdom. Well, you're certainly welcome. And this is really great to be able to talk about these things. You know, since you and I talked, again, your show aired on June the 8th. Man, the world is turned upside down. I think every liberal... Every progressive leftist is uh, screaming bloody murder right now because of the June 24th Supreme Court ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. And we're just seeing right now a country kind of reacting to it in just about every way imaginable. So things are nuts right now, aren't they? Oh, well, yeah, I think we're learning that um, it's a dangerous thing to come between a sin and a sinner. <laughs> Sinners can get pretty vehemently angry when you be- come between them and their sin. But you know what? I read years ago, um, it, I was reading a book in a speech class, Mike, and uh, it said there was an old Chinese proverb, um, and I don't know if it's really of Chinese descent, but this is what this book said, but a Chinese proverb that said, uh, when a man raises his voice and shouts, that means his argument has run out. Mm. And, and and here's my point. All of these things of threatening people and violence and vandalism and insurrection uh, and just the, the vitriol and the anger tells me that the position of the left is false. And I think probably deep down they know that. They know that. Because listen, when, when you're standing for what's true and real, and beneficial, and lawful, and godly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you don't have to do the work of the Spirit with the tools of the flesh. That's well and, said, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and there last week, right before the 4th of July, and by the way, I'm very patriotic. I come from a, a long family of veterans. My father was a decorated World War II veteran. Mm. Um I love this country. I've traveled. Uh, Mike, I've never been to Antarctica, Australia, or China, but I've been just about everywhere else you can go. Mm. The Middle East, South America, Europe, um, Asian countries. Let me tell you, we've got a lot to be thankful for in this America. And yet, because of the reversal of Roe versus Wade, um, so many liberals, and especially uh, homosexual activists, were just cursing America and defacing the flag. And um, isn't it something how angry the gays are about legal protection for the unborn? I mean, doesn't that strike you as as a puzzlement, why the gays are so angry about 
legal protection for the unborn. I mean, we, we are living in a time of falsehood, delusion, and I think the future of the country hangs in the balance. This is crazy. And our, our country, like you said, we're hanging in the balance. Some people feel that it's too late. I, I'm praying it's not, but uh, it is getting difficult. And certainly there's a lot of damage being done on a day-to-day basis that's going to be difficult to overcome. Yeah, exactly. And uh, let, let me say that, and you and I both, I mean, we've been in the arena of trying to proclaim truth and stand up for righteousness in our nation. And whenever you talk about moral boundaries, uh, and you say marriage is between a man and a woman, and it's wrong to abort babies and murder the unborn, and homosexuality should not be crammed down the throats of young people in public education. Mm -hmm. Well, very quickly, those on the left will say, you know, don't impose your religious values on me. Well, morality and religion are two different things. So this is part of the reason that we're in a little bit of a conundrum here is because people hear about morality and they conflate and they think that's religion. Now, let me say to your listeners, if somebody is a, a gay, atheist, Muslim, transgender, whomever, the non-believer should care as much as the Christian about moral boundaries. Because let me just say this. Our, our Declaration, Constitution, Bill of Rights, and our, our due process and our judiciary mean nothing. Mm-hmm. If we don't have a solid, stable moral foundation, and I, Mike, as you as you probably know, I mean, I at Liberty University, I've taught biblical worldview at Karis Bible College out west. I've um, been on on the stage, if not the adjunct faculty of universities all around this country. Right. And I teach the history of the Constitution. So, progressive liberal pro-abortionists, please listen carefully. It is in your best interest to be pro-life, to be pro-marriage, pro-family, because here's the thing. If you want what we've had, and for 240 years we've had the most free, prosperous, stable nation in the world, and I know my liberals will be quick to say, oh, but we had slavery. Yeah, we did. So did every other nation in the world in 1776. Yeah, That's why by 1787, we had the Constitutional Convention. By around 1803 to 1805, Jefferson said we will no longer enter into treaties with any slave-trading nations. By the middle 19th century, we had the abolitionist movement. The slaves were freed. And here's my point. All right, for those that love to trash America— because for the first few short decades of our existence, slavery existed. Okay, what nation in the world uh, didn't have slavery in the 17th, 18th, 19th centuries? Mm-hmm. And where else would the, the human rights movement get started except in Judeo-Christian America? Mm-hmm. So now human rights is a worldwide phenomenon. I'm very thankful that I live in the country that was first up to the plate. <laughs> and why were we – why did America lead the way in the world campaign for human rights? Because we were based on a moral foundation. 
Right. So all that says this, Mike. If you want what we've had, which is liberty, stability, prosperity, you have to tolerate what gave us that. And what gave us that was morality. Mm-hmm. And look, we're just two years past the pandemic. And the progressives from Nancy Pelosi on down, they have done their utmost to abolish any moral foundation. And look at what we've got, a crumbling economy uh, and human waste on the streets of San Francisco, cops being shot, the very nation hangs in the balance. We better have a moral wake-up call and uh, rush back to the ground of moral boundaries Otherwise, we're just going to descend farther and farther into chaos. And chaos is where a lot of our cities really have been for some time. Uh, Chicago is just going nuts right now with all-time murders and high crime rate again. New York, which had conquered a lot of those things, that's been up as well. And the things that are going on in Portland, that's just mind-boggling. You know, I had a family that lived out there for a while. Uh, one of our daughters lived out there, and we went out there, and it was it was a, a little different even then when we were out there several years ago. Uh, they've moved back. Thankfully, they're not there anymore. But that city's gone crazy. It's gone crazy. And you're right. When you take away... What is right and what is good, no, one, no one's going to know it if they have not heard the word and if, they not, uh, if they're not familiar with the word of God, they're not going to know what it means to be right, what it means to be good, because the real true bar, the standard has been just destroyed in their minds. That's true. That's true. And that's why we, we try to teach young people, you know, obviously about the Lord and about Christianity, but about America, just to love America mm-hmm. and to, because uh, this is where we live. And, uh, you know, I, I dialogue with a lot of people and I go, go to colleges and, you know, it's kind of uh, chic right now to, you know, trash America. And I'm like, okay, uh, so where are you going to live? <laughs> yeah. You know? Where are you going to go? Let's care. Yeah. Let's care about this country. You know, I, like, I, I'd like for a lot of them, if they don't like America, I wish they would leave. <laughs> go, well, go overseas, find your utopia. But uh, man, it, it's really concerning. Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I was on a radio show and I jokingly said, I, I want to raise some money for the Colin Kaepernick relocation campaign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, um, you know, if life in America were, I mean, um, Average, I forget the numbers. I need the numbers at one time. But the bottom line, the, the lowest paid player in the NFL makes it two and a half million a year. And even next year above that's about five million a year. And it just goes up vertical from that. Now, where else in the world can, you know, people with a high school education and maybe one year of college, mm-hmm. there, there are some graduates. But where, where else do you get paid 20 to $100 million for playing a game? But in America, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, so I, I tell the, you know, these people, if it's just so odious and intolerable, you have options. I mean, I've been to most of the countries uh, in the developed world and many countries in the, you know, developing world. So if it's um, as bad as all that, I mean, you you do have other places you can go. But of course, we know the, the Bette Midlers and the Joy Behars and the Colin Kaepernick's and, you know, the... Um, and most of Hollywood. Yeah. 
they're, they're not going to leave because they can, um, you know, be here and live on the gravy train. It's so true, and it is so frustrating. Uh, we have to deal with it practically every day. Uh, you know, I was in one uh, chat with a guy, and he, he brought up the point, and it was so good. He said, uh, the Bill of Rights, that document that we love and it's been so good, he said it, it would really be more accurate to say that instead of it's a Bill of Rights, it was the bill that would basically describe how that the country should be protecting the rights. Uh, we don't get our rights as Americans from a bill. We don't get our rights even from the Constitution. We get our rights because we were made under God, and and this country was founded uh, under God, one nation under God. That's where our rights come from. So in answer to what you said while ago, we hang in the balance. It's going to take revival, I believe, to keep our country from continuing its slide. And that's something that we can be praying for and that God would just begin to move on the college campuses with revival. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, amen. Amen. Well, and, and, you know, so many times in our nation's history, that's exactly what's taking place. There's been a great spiritual awakening that the ripple effect was a great cultural restoration. Mm. I'm praying for it. I'd love for it to begin. I'd love to see it happen this year, right now. Lord, Bring it on. Hey, we've got a couple of minutes left. Tell us what you're doing in the next month. Well, Mike, it's always such an honor to speak with you. And over the next uh, month and uh, the remainder of the summer, we've got youth camps. And one of the things that I do, in addition to my own you know, traveling and speaking, and I speak at many universities, and I love to do that. And uh, by the way, if I can get my website, which is alexmcfarland.com, my books, my schedule, all of that is there. But one of the things that we've been doing is organizing youth clubs. And these clubs are called Viral Truth. <laughs> it's like truth gone viral. But middle school, high schoolers, uh, and even college kids, they can charter a club. And what I and our staff do, we give them talking points, age-appropriate talking points, where they can talk about, sure, biblical worldview and Christianity, but even some of the issues, you know, why socialism is is wrong and why why socialism is not compatible with america and what i've been doing really since the spring of 2022 and uh we it's just taken off like wildfire we're starting these viral truth clubs where kids they have uh, club meetings they uh reach their friends and it's peer to peer influence and ministry and I've been doing a lot of media, uh, national and regional media, and it's just a, the most wonderful thing, Mike, to see this movement arise where kids are getting excited for God and country, and they're influencing their peers toward not only a personal relationship with Christ, but being salt and light in this country. Mm. It's really exciting to think that there are hope, there is hope and there are things like what you're doing to kind of give these kids some mooring. They need something that is real. Our, our young people need something that is true, what is beautiful. And, you know, Paul taught us in the word, whatsoever things are pure, good, honest. And you know, that's what we need to be filling our minds and our hearts with, not the stuff, that, not the stuff that's coming from Hollywood right now. Man, it's really and 
kids are hungry for it. Oh my goodness, uh, Mike! I was I'm on my way to a camp, but I was just at a camp in South Georgia. Had about 120 kids there. 100 percent either came to Christ, came back to Christ, uh, and made a commitment to be an influence. So young people are hungry. It, it's just it's a wonderful opportunity that we have to really pray for revival and to hand off the gospel to the upcoming generation. Mm-hmm. And I just would encourage everybody to, you know, keep on listening to your wonderful broadcast and just be aware that you can make a difference. Everybody can make a difference. Here's a verse, and I know we got to go, but 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight: your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I That's love right. that promise, don't uh, you? I do. Give us your website one more time. Uh, super easy. Just my name, alexmcfarland.com. Alex McFarland, thank you for being with me here on the program. We'll be catching in with you uh, in the future. Love talking to you, my friend. Thank you for what you're doing. The Lord be with you. And you as well. God bless you. In just a moment, we'll be back with Eric Karen. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com If you are nearing 65 years of age and need to compare Medicare supplement plans, here is great news. You can speak to a licensed, professional, independent insurance agent at Affordable One Insurance in Orlando. You'll find them to be so trustworthy and helpful. And at Affordable One, there is no cost or obligation for your call. Comparing plans can be confusing. Get the help you need at Affordable One. Call 407-965-4166. That's 407-965-4166. On the line with me right now for our second segment is Eric Karen. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He's an author. He's an international speaker, former U.S. diplomat, special agent. He, he speaks all over the place. He has uh, written a book that he'll be talking about today. And he is a guy that has worked with our Homeland Security. You may have seen him on Fox News or Newsmax. It's really great to have Eric Karen with us here today. Thank you so much, man. Hey, Mike, what a privilege and an honor to be on with you. And I, I look forward to sharing my thoughts on, on the crime and that's happening across America and, and what, what, quite frankly, what's the answer? You know, when I think about what's gone on, I mean, I, I look back all the way to the George Floyd disaster. That was horrible. What happened? The aftermath of that was equally horrible and painful to watch, but it seems like that started off uh, uh, just kind of like a trail of ridiculous moves in many states, pulling down statues, watching what happened in Portland. It really is like we've gone collectively insane. 
Yes, yes, we have. And, you know, we, we've lost our way in America these, these last year and a half or more. Um, you know, the number one job of our elected officials, Mike, if I may say, is to keep our butts safe. Right. We learned that lesson the hard way on 9-11. Over 3,000 Americans died because our politicians failed us. And, and, and it's happening again today that they're playing politics with our security. And, and, and I want to be able to you know, live my life in a healthy and happy way without having to worry that if I go to a movie theater or if I go to a parade, Somebody that should be incarcerated is not because our politicians are letting criminals out of jails and criminals that are dedicated law enforcement officers risk their lives to arrest. They're out the next day offending some more. And and on top of that, we have a, a president who's opening the borders to anyone and everybody across the world to come to America. Some of them have bad intentions. Some of them will hurt you and kill you. And it's, and it happens every day on, in America. And it's been going on. You're right. It has happened. It's not like a potential. This is going yeah. on, but it's, it's like a, a, a crazy uh, scenario when you're inviting lawless people in and you're not checking them out, but uh, you're stopping everybody else that is a good American citizen, making them be vaccinated when the people coming in from overseas. Now, don't worry yep. about it. They're coming in. They're killing people. They are. And so uh, on my, if I may just plug my website, my switched on life under the Karen Chronicles, there's an article there that I wrote for the blue magazine. And, um, and I, I talk about, the fact that these politicians are playing Operation Russian Roulette with our lives. Mm. And they want us, us, the good working Americans, to, to they want us to believe that we're racist um, and, and that we're bad people. And, um, and, 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 and they want to... They want to harm America, and they want to change America into this nether world that that is going to be filled with what we're seeing today, relating to crime and lacking morals and values, no religion, and that's a recipe for disaster. And our right. politicians, our elected officials that we put in place to represent us, are are asking us. To load a, a, a bullet, put bullets in, in a chamber and spin the dial, if you will, mm -hmm. the cylinder, and then ask us to pull the trigger. It's our lives. We live in the inner cities. These poor people in Chicago and Philly and Baltimore and other parts of the country, they live in these neighborhoods where crime is rampant. You know, on any given weekend in Chicago, probably 40 to 50 people are shot. I, what world do we live in that our communities are being, you know, driven out, if you will? The good people are being driven out by the criminals. We know who these people are, but we lack the political will and fight to take our cities and our communities back from these criminals, from these terrorists. These people are terrorizing they are. our cities.
Now, you were a special agent. You've worked with Homeland Security. It's not good at all, right? The morale is terrible, right? Yeah, it is. Well, listen, I mean, look at our inner cities in relating to policing in America. Policing in America has changed. Let's face it, right? We're not. So right now we have police officers, tens of thousands of police officers are leaving the job. They're resigning. We're lowering the standards to become a police officer in America. And the same thing's happening at our borders with CBP and ICE officials. They're leaving by the thousand. And, And morale is low. And so we're more vulnerable today than ever to an attack, an international terrorist attack. Never mind the attacks that are happening right now in our inner cities by known criminals, local, I'll call them local terrorists. The local terrorists are having a field day. Look at Chicago. Mm-hmm. Look at Philly and Baltimore. Now, on top of that, we have international terrorists around the world, and many are here. I know because I did national security work. Many cells are here planning to attack us. They're just waiting for the particular day they choose. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand as Americans that the, that's why the number one job of our elected officials is to keep our safe, keep our, us safe. And they're not doing that. They're failing us. They're all failing us miserably. So I, I wish I had good news for you, um, Mike, but right now, the next year, uh, under this administration, the Department of Homeland Security has become the Department of Homeland Insecurity, and that pains me to say. Oh, my goodness. Joe Biden and others in administration really should be impeached. I mean, I've been calling for an impeachment probably for the last year mm-hmm. of Joe Biden and his Secretary of, of Homeland Insecurity uh, because of what we're seeing. People are dying in America every day. That's not hyperbole. Those are facts. We have an open border where he says, if you're a child, you can come in. Well, some of these children, quote unquote, are not children. Mm-hmm. They're, they're 18, 21 years old, and they're coming into our cities and going into our schools, and they're raping and killing Americans. Yeah, and uh, sometimes they're being bused to other cities or put on planes and dropped off yep. in other cities in the cover of night, and it's all being done by our federal government. That's right. And we have to understand, Michael, there's over 300 ports of entry in America, not just the southern border. We have airports. We have seaports. We have land ports. They all have to be secure because why? Because bad guys go where it's soft. Mm-hmm. Bad guys go where it's soft. And right now, no one's paying attention to the northern borders entry, you know, ports of ports of entry. In fact, Everyone's being rushed to the southern border. I know agents around this country right now are being forced to go on detail to the southern border, leaving New York, leaving Maine, leaving Portland. Who's 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 picking up the slack there? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> I can tell and you in Portland, there's not even a regard uh, for what's going on, it would appear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so... You know, uh, our cities are being decimated by local terrorists. Are and then we, on top of that, we have international uh, terrorists from MS-13 gangbangers, Hezbollah, 
al-Qaeda, ISIS, all fl- flowing in as well. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about Afghanistan. You know, the administration imported, they imported terrorists into our country knowingly. Mm-hmm. They brought terrorists to, to America via Afghanistan. And some of these people, we don't even know who they are. And now in America, we're giving out licenses to illegal aliens in some states. Yes. Yeah. Hotel cards. So, yeah. Credit yeah. cards. So, so um, we, we need to get switched on in America. And, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it pains me to see the news uh, every, almost every night. It pains me to see the death and destruction that I see and watch uh, on the news, or when I listen to listen to Chicago PD at night mm-hmm. on a Friday night. Listen to Chicago PD on a scanner, and guess what you hear? Shots fired! Shots fired! We have calls backed up for thirty minutes. Yeah, there's an arm. There's a robbery. There's an accident. There's a uh, a domestic. Well, guess what? There are no police officers to answer those calls for service. Those calls for service are on the board for over 30 minutes before anybody can get to them Hmm. because they're so busy answering calls involving gangbangers shooting up and killing people every Friday Saturday and Sunday night in Chicago. If you've just tuned in, my guest for this segment is Eric Karen, and Eric is a former special agent. He's worked with all of these different departments, Homeland Security. You've done a lot of different things, a U.S. diplomat. And, you know, I love uh, what I read about your dad. And as he taught you, it says uh, in this one article that I saw, that uh, family, country, and God should come first. And, you know, that that seems to be lost, doesn't it, in our news media right now? We've just come through yeah. the 4th of July, and even down here in Orlando, the city of Orlando put out in a newsletter, uh, kind of almost like, uh, well, I know no one wants to celebrate the 4th of July, and why would you want to when there's crazy things going on? Well, they had to retract all of that. They made a big apology. What a, a, an embarrassment that the city of Orlando uh, came out with something like that when they should be putting God first, should be putting family. Yeah. And like you said, the, the role of government is to protect its citizens. Yes, absolutely, Mike. And, uh, you know, America, America more than ever needs to be alert and be ready and be able. You know, you know, are you ready? Are we ready to change our lives? You know, and, and my father, my hero, taught me these core principles, you know, about God and, 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 and religion and the need to be switched on. And if I can share with you the core principles that my father, my hero taught me that we've lost our way. And they're simple core principles. If I just made mention them. Absolutely. Cause this is, this is also included in your book, right? It is. Yes. Yes, it is. And, and my book is dedicated to men and women in law enforcement. And it's a glimpse behind the badge, some good and some not so good. Understand that, you know, the men and women of law enforcement are exposed to horrific things. And I've been exposed to horrific things in 25 years from mm-hmm. from child or baby porn to to human trafficking, to drug smuggling, 
to counterfeiting to the frustration of uh, our criminal justice system and the deep state and the politics that are involved in, in crime in America. And so if I wasn't switched on, I can on, honestly say, Michael, I'd be dead today. Yeah. You know, I, and just because of my life and what I've seen. And, and so, you know, we have to understand that, that this, these core principles, they're all equally important. They're simple core principles, but we need to get back to the simple core principles. So how we nour- nourish, nourish the mind, body, and soul is the foundation of living a switched-on life. And they, they're all equally important. Um, and, and interconnect and influence each sphere in a positive or negative way. We simply need to feed, train, and practice each of them daily. Mm-hmm. So the mind, the mind, if you train the mind, the most important muscle of the body will follow. Simple as that. We have to maximize the brain, tra- maximize brain training. We need to engage and challenge uh, in creative activities that must be practiced, such as, you know, painting or, or uh, language and instruments and sewing. Um, and, and physical activities actually help the mind as well. We know that, swimming and jogging and cycling, uh, meditation. And so that, so the mind is a muscle. We have to train that mind. Mm-hmm. The body now, the body, sleep, eat, and exercise. My father was a Marine. So the C philosophy he lived by, sleep, eat, and exercise. Every day, we know the importance of sleep. In fact, we know that sleeping actually heals the body, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been yes, studies and studies absolutely. on sleep, and so sleeping is is so important. Eating properly, we we know, the, you know, the consumption of healthy food is required for energy development, and it plays an important, you know, role in in the promotion of good physical and mental health. So. What you eat is what you are. You know, eating is important in a good diet, right? And 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 then and so we we have to understand. So sleeping, eating, and exercising, right? So we all know the importance of exercising. Uh, and and you don't have to be an Iron Man, right? Simple simple exercises, right? Every every day I try to do something, something. I don't care if it's walking or getting on the floor and doing stretching or push ups exercising is so critical. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah, And we know, we know how it improves your mood. Uh, We know how it improves your sleep and we know how it improves your sex life as well. uh, If I dare say. Um, And so exercise adds years to your life and controls your weight. And, you know, again, I'm not talking about the Ironman training. Right. Um, And then of course the soul. So you have, the mind, the body, and the soul, all equally important. Now the soul, it strengthens the soul through faith. Got 30 seconds left. It's like the wind. You can't see it, but you feel it. Uh, we all must find meaning and purpose in our daily lives, Michael. Eric Karen is my guest. Give us your website, Eric. Yeah, Michael, it's uh, Switched On Life, switchedonlife.com. There's plenty of articles there and videos and I, I want Americans to get switched on. I want Americans to understand the number one priority of our elected officials is to keep us safe. And right now, they're not doing a good job doing, doing that. You are so right, my friend. Eric Karen, thank you for being with me today. Get his book, Switched On, and we'll be back in just a moment right here on Afternoons with Mike. 
Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. If you need help with your bookkeeping but can't afford to hire a full-time employee, The Good Books Company is your answer. The Good Books Company is a total bookkeeping solution, working with most industries and offering a free, no-obligation discovery session. The Good Books Company can help you clean up and catch up on all your bookkeeping needs. Visit them at goodbooks.com. That's goodbooks.com. Or call 321-356-0774. That's 321-356-0774. Hey friends, with me on this segment right now, I've got Pastor Joe Schimmel from California. A little bit about him. He's a senior pastor at Blessed Hope Chapel, a filmmaker, keynote speaker, and podcast host. He's a busy guy. He deals with biblical worldview issues, spiritual warfare. Joe Schimmel, Pastor Joe Schimmel, welcome to my program. Yeah, I'm very happy to be on with you, Brother Mike. I'm glad you are in the forefront of, you know, pointing people away from the darkness to Jesus. Well, you know, that is what our job is for sure as believers. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light, and clearly that light hit you and your heart. Amen. Absolutely. Before I was a Christian, uh, you know, I was heavily in, in you know, involved in the occult, uh, not realizing it was the occult. I thought it was the power of the subconscious mind, and by doing meditations as a 16- and 17-year-old, I ended up opening myself up to the demonic world, which I thought Christianity and, and Satan and all that was a big joke, and uh, the joke was on me. Uh, Satan had me before I knew it. I was uh, channeling lyrics through spirits, thinking it was my subconscious mind, until they began to manifest as spirit entities. Then I realized, wow, I'm in touch with the demonic world, and everything I'm writing is like anti-Christ. That's the target of my lyrics, and I was pushing a lot of, you know, going inward, you know, re- reincarnation, the basic New Age lies that were basically enunciated in Genesis 3, you shall not surely die, uh, doubting the Word of God, as the Scripture warned mm-hmm. Satan was doing there, and all that. And I ended up uh, realizing what I was in touch with, cried out to God, and missed one of my occult experiences, and got delivered instantaneously. Uh, over, And then I, you know, a week or so later, same kind of experience, cried out to God again, same thing happened. That I knew for sure Jesus was Lord, hit my knees, opened the Bible, and realized the Bible says we're in a spiritual war and that we're wrestling not against flesh and blood in Ephesians, as Paul says, but against the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual weakness in high places. And uh, this, that Satan is the prince of power of the air, and he guided the course of this world uh, through the children of disobedience that he was using human beings. And I began to realize, wow, the Bible warns that the history is linear. It's headed toward its culmination at the Battle of Armageddon, and there's spiritual forces arrayed against God, and they're using human beings. And I was just a young kid writing songs like My Family or My Soul, uh, which was my first song where Satan was, you know, uh, basically uh, I could, you know, hear the first lyrics where I could hear, you know, basically I could hear my mother screaming, my sister's dreaming, my father dying, and my brother crying at first 
I was troubled the devil for the reason that a choice had dawned to be my soul, or that my family's to be treason. I couldn't win to be a devil or a demon. And at the end of that song, there's a lot more to it. At the final bottom there, I lied to say goodbye. And so I went, or maybe so, and left with my soul and began to rock and roll. And that was what my life was. The trajectory was, I was writing pro-Satan stuff, believing Satan didn't even exist it, existed. Then I realized I was being played like a flute. And mm. when I gave my life to Jesus, I began to see all my lost family and friends around me were all engulfed in that world, the world system, all that darkness, all that music, all the entertainment that was basically just encouraging them to go down the broad road to destruction. And when I called out on the Lord and got deliverance and then opened up the book, the one book I knew was true because that's the book that these spirits were attacking through me, all of a sudden the gig was up. I was able to see, wow, there is a spiritual war, and Jesus Christ is the answer, and that he gave himself for me, and he gave himself for the world. And I realized, man, I need to get the gospel out. And I read the scripture. It's interesting. You start off the program, Mike, by saying we're all called to point people out of darkness to light. And Ephesians, the book I've been referencing, uh, says in chapter uh, 5, verse 11, to all Christians, have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Mm. We're called to expose the darkness, and that reveals to us that a lot of believers are unaware of the darkness that's engulfing us. Evil like sex exploitation, kind of rather unaware of the devices of the enemy, right? No, absolutely. I mean, the young man that uh, just you know shot a bunch of people at the parade on the Fourth of July, he's dressed up like a woman. Yeah. Uh, he was he, he making rap music, which was just insidious. And so much of the popular rap music is very anti-God, anti-family, anti-law enforcement. You know, pro uh, drugs, pro you know, uh, you know, just anti-woman in many ways, where women are called you know hoes and so forth, uh, and just promoting violence and everything else, but. We also have the more subtle things, which are like Disney, for instance. And just recently, not too long ago, a Disney top Disney animator came out, and she said it was it came out because there was a response to DeSantis's uh, bill uh, proclaiming that you couldn't, you know, basically propagandize uh, transgenderism among kindergartners. I mean, does that seem unreasonable? <laughs> kindergartners, to that's right. And then they came out and they did this uh, bunch of the high. Disney people, you know, they came out and uh, Latoya uh, Ravenel, uh, she st- stated that she, you know, publicly, I mean, it's there for everyone to see. She states on that Zoom call, which got out, that she was propagating her not so, or uh, not at all secret gay agenda, she called it. And, and she stated that uh, she's putting queerness everywhere and nobody's trying to stop her. And sure enough, in this last uh, movie that had just come out with regard uh, to Disney, uh, you know, you have uh, Lightyear. Uh, which, yeah, Buzz you know, Lightyear, that's right. Buzz yeah. Lightyear, and it's, yeah, and that new video, I mean, it's got, the you know, Alicia, which is the sidekick to Lightyear, both going out to space together. She's, you know, she kisses her, her girlfriend, or I should say, they get married, you know, and that's uh, part of the deal there. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, they're propagating it, and they're, they're it's no holds bar. They're basically saying we have an agenda. They knew the movie would possibly even flop. But obviously, it's interesting. Their agenda means more to them even than money, and that shows you that uh, we have to guard our children's hearts. You're making films and documentaries. I know we had Chad Davidson on. He's one of the guys you work with, right? Yeah, he does a great job. He's been with me. He's actually my son-in-law. <laughs> ah, and I was like, "Wow, I'd forgotten that." Prayer. Yeah, that was the answer to the prayer because uh, you know the Lord. We have a few children, and and now we've got grandchildren. And Chad, Chad, and my daughter Holly have given us four of them. And it's all, and it was just amazing how the Lord brought that about. But he, he actually got saved from watching our video. They sold their souls for rock and roll. 
And one thing I noticed as soon as I became a Christian and began to investigate, I thought, well, these entities are working, you know, the Bible warns that they're working through all kinds of people. So as I began to investigate, you know, the music I was into, not just writing, but the bands I was into, I began to realize, wow, there's a, a footprint that Satan has left all over the place. And the Satanist, Lester Crowley, the most highly regarded Satanist of the last century, a Satanist organizer who called, signed his name the Beast 666 and said he wanted to go hold, get a hold of Satan personally and become his chief of staff. Uh, Crowley, you know, he crucified frogs as one of his rituals, headed up the Order Ordo Templi Orientis, which has, has many, many followers to this day. Mm. He's passed now, but he would take a frog and crucify it and say, well, I crucified it, low Jesus of Nazareth, I have you under my power, and so forth. And he'd write, with my hawk's head, and the hawk was a symbol of Horus, the symbol of the new age for Crowley. With my hawk's head, I peck out the eyes of Jesus as he comes, as he hangs upon the cross. So people get an idea of who this guy is. Well, I started to realize, wow, he's on the front cover of the uh, the Beatles, Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band album. And John Lennon quoted him, his philosophy of do what thou wilt, and said, do what thou wilt is the whole Beatle philosophy. And I saw, wow, he is, without spending time on every band, but we show in our video, they sold their souls for rock and roll, which Chad saw and fell down and got saved. Many people have got saved through that video. I just had a friend from Australia call me, Ben Price, who's a Christian comedian, saying, Joe, a guy goes street witnessing with, uh, he says, I didn't know it, but he said he watched your video, they sold their souls, and that's how he got saved. I just read that text today. So God uses that, but it, it, that's because we're exposing the works of darkness, letting people know what's going on. But I started seeing, wow, Crowley is in so many, Minister Crowley is a song that uh, Ozzy Osbourne sang. You know, Jimmy Page bought his match overlooking Loch Ness. Says big names are made today not through ready, steady, go, but through practicing the magic of Crowley. So as I began to look at Crowley, I thought, wow, Crowley's made these statements like the family is public enemy number one. Mm -hmm. Curse them. They're mm -hmm. always in the way. Very anti-family. Started saying, wow, he's anti-marriage. I go, this is all part of the satanic agenda. The founder of the the gay, the modern gay liberation movement is a man by the name of Harry Hay, a member of Crowley's OTO. Started seeing all these connections. Well, then, Mike, as I began to a few years ago, said I need to look at comics and Marvel. They're so big, and uh, you know, Avengers is the biggest movie genre ever now. Four of the top ten, according to the Chicago Tribune, are based on comics. Whether it's Batman, X Men, and Spider Man, and of course the the the, uh, uh, the Avenger movies. But Mike, I started looking into the top writers, the top comic writers, and according to uh, fan book, you know, according to the top fan site uh, uh, of, you know, for comics online, uh, they go through the top 100 writers in the last four years. The two top writers, really the top three, number three being uh, Stan Lee, who most people know his name, mm -hmm. but the top two are Alan Moore and Grant Morrison. And I began to look at their lives. I, I got Grant, I got Alan Moore, who's considered the Shakespeare of, of, of you know, comic writing. I got his book, uh, V for Vendetta, a big movie was made from his book, and over and over again, he has the hero V saying, do what thou wilt, quoting Crowley. So I need to look more into this guy. Sure enough, he's a follower of Crowley's magic, practiced a lot of his magic, said he got in touch with the demon of cinema by practicing his magic. His ability to write wow. occult themes has been influenced by these entities. Then I looked at the next guy, Grant Morrison, or by the way, Alan Moore, Mike, he has a, a series that went for 17 years called Lost Girls, where he takes uh, characters from fantasy, whether it's you know, uh, Alice in Wonderland or, you know, Wendy from Peter Pan and what have you. Uh, and he takes these characters, and he puts them in sexual situations. Mm. He was asked by the BBC, isn't this pornography? He said, yeah, it is pornography. He said, but they're not real characters. He has young girls as young as 14 with men. So you get to the next guy, 
uh, you're talking about Alan or, or Graham Morrison, same thing. Practice Crowley's magic claim that he actually teaches young people. I mean, keep in mind, these are the top movers in their writing through comics. And at a disinfo conference in 2000, put on by a guy by the name of Richard Metzger, who's also a magician, uh, he basically tells young people who, you know, hundreds of these guys are there cheering him on when they, these young people are just so in awe of these guys. They're like, they're rock stars. Mm -hmm. Tell them how to practice sigil magic, how to contact demons. As a big picture of Crowley, you know, put up there, projected up there with 666 under him, saying you need to get Crowley's magic or his books and practice his magic. This, this blank and stuff works. And wow. Metzger, who put him at the disinfo conference, said that, you know, he has these candy-coated bullets that he shoots into the brains of kids, and parents are none the, none the wiser, and the parents get nice and, or the kids get nice and blanked up. And oh even goodness. even uh, Moore calls it propaganda, and he says he's like Germany's Goebel, the propaganda minister under the Nazis, but for art. These guys have an agenda, bro. And in our video, uh, when we expose Marvel in D.C., uh, Marvel in D.C.'s War on God, we expose what these guys are saying. Even the magic, bro, and I know we're probably short on time, but even the sigil magic and the type of magic that uh, Grant Morrison tells people to practice, for instance, he says, get pictures comics of flash if, and put them out and you know light a candle and play ray of light by madonna so you can contact hermes the spirit hermes and in this in the art this same article which i'm referencing right now he talks about how you can become an actor by doing these kinds of things mm -hmm. and then guess what we have robert downey jr the biggest actor of the last 10 15 years he said he put pictures of iron man for the comics out and he said i did the most intense ritualistic magic i've ever done in my life and he said, if Aleister Crowley had a little brother, I was the blank. Okay? So he's contacting these entities, and he gets the part. I'm telling people right now, man, we better wake up because we don't realize our kids are being subjected to writing and actors and so forth that are in the occult. And we need to guard our hearts. We need to help guard their hearts. We need to get, get, encourage them to, really by demonstrating our own walks, Mike, right? Being that example of what it means to live for Christ as parents. And at the same time, encourage them in the truth while they're still young because the enemy knows that if you can get them when they're young uh, you have them so we need to preach the gospel to them which is the power which is the power of christ and salvation to everyone who believes the jew first and also the greek live it out before them pray earnestly for them recognize we are in a spiritual war but greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world give us your uh, website uh, real quick man goodfight.org goodfight.org. Goodfight.org. Pastor Joe Schimmel, I've got to have you back on where we can spend a whole show together, my man. Thank you that so much. Awesome, brother. Thank you for being All with right. me, and we'll, we'll you, be following you, Joe. Praise God. Thanks a lot, Mike. And just like that, we're out of time. Thank you for being with me. We'll be back next time right here on The Shepherd.